Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Lewis Budko. News is next at one o'clock. There's no need to despair. Jim Fannin's back on the air. It may only be 54 minutes, but he's spending them all pushing the limits. Jim Fannin is his name. The Jim Fannin Show is his game. It starts now. No need to flee on News Talk 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 610 I give you freedom, you are alone. Welcome back, I am Jim Fannin. A sensational Sunday to you, July 16th. Your live broadcast time is 12.07 and a half. From 12 H Street right here, beautiful downtown St. Catharines. This is the Jim Fannin Show. We're here every Sunday. At noon, we roll till 1. Check out our show page on Facebook. Give me a like. I'm crawling. I just crawled past 200 likes. Brandon Barry was in the booth the other day, a 19 year old gentleman. Say we can fly. He's got a half million likes. What the hell? You need to take a Twitter course or a Facebook course or something. Check out the website, 610cktb.com, where you can listen to us live there or take our podcast out for a rip anytime you want. All the shows are up there, the Jim Fannin shows and the other personalities on the air here you can catch some of their interviews as well other ways that you can interact with the show you can always chirp us out at 610 cktb news tips news department the station is at 610 cktb on twitter follow me as well at jim fannin at jim fannin show one thing you can count on here is we got some solid bumper music Failing pre-recorded, obscure UK alternative tracks will bring in live acts like Rod Standish today is in the booth playing with Drew Comerford, who's running the sh- running the show. It's his show, really. And that's why it sounds good. Drew Comerford will take your calls if we take any. We don't take a lot of calls here on Sundays. We do a high interview volume. The band's got the last segment at the end. Rod Standish will talk a little bit about what he's up to these days. And at the end of the last segment, at quarter two, we're going to let him play a full tune. It's coming out of his interview time anyways, and then he'll drop his gear, I mean instruments, instrument, and run around from Drew's booth to mine, and we'll talk to him quickly. Got a great show for you planned today. Rita, Rita Carey Fournier is in the booth talk to her about her upcoming book growing up carrie former radio personality musician we're going to touch her up for a performance at some point we're incidentally booking into the middle of august right now if you have a local act and you want to get some pub and help us out by playing some live bumper music here touch me up on twitter 
jimfannon at gmail.com. I do have a Bell Media address, but I can never remember what it is. For, for crying out loud, just text me. 905-934-1110. It's not like my cell phone number's not out there. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a Facebook. Shoot me a tweet. Just shoot it. And we'll get you on the show. So Rita California comes up today. We're going to talk to her about her upcoming book, some gigs that she's got planned, about her friends in Parliament that are asking her to run for an elected position. And she's like, uh, you know what? No. Do you want to think about it? No. She talked to Rita Carey coming up at the next break. Next segment, we'll take uh, a couple segments with Rita Carey, find out what's going on with her. And then, of course, Drew Comerford did a nice job today getting some... (laughs) I've been watching Jim Carey clips this morning when prepped for the show, and uh, I I think I, I know what people think sometimes when they look at me with that face, like, you're not right. There's something wrong with you. I'm watching... I know he's acting... But you don't, where do you pull this stuff from, man? There's got to be, he cannot be right. And Rita tells me it runs in the family. So we'll talk to Rita Carey next. Her brother Jim's got a movie, Dumb and Dumber 2, comes up. And October gets launched. I watched the trailer last night and killed myself. I forgot how much I enjoy this guy. So Rita Carey Fournier's in the booth. She is a former radio personality as well. Done some work on video as well, production-wise. We'll talk to her after that. After this break, Rod Standish we're going out with. He'll play the live bumpers for us today. Right here on the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV. Hello. Like a twisted vine, I grew up around the shape of this guitar. Wine, women, and songs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll When I was but a child, I decided on this role I won't make them hear me, I must get them near me Only those who cannot keep up fear me, me And my guitar, six strings are all I need, so You're listening to The Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV It's getting cold, it's getting 
Welcome back. I am Jim Fan, and that is Rod Standish. We get a full tune for him at quarter two, and then an interview with him as well. Isaiah's in the booth. My little protege today. How old's Isaiah? Six. Oh, now he's got a voice. Get it up, Isaiah. Nice. Always love to have the young kids in. They love this gig. Rita California is my guest. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her music. She's got a book coming up, running for parliament. How, how, what it's like running a, a, a Christmas store 365 days of the year. And, I mean, we can't talk to Rita California without talking to her about her brother Jim. And Drew was generous enough to on, on the fly today to whip up just a few clips of Jim Carrey. So we're going to hit that in just about 50 seconds. So here we go. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Who did this? A madman, your honor. A desperate fool at the end of his pitiful rope. What did he look like? About 6'2", 180 pounds, big teeth, kind of gangly. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Shakaka. Shakaka! Shakasha. Ah! Shish kebab. Shawshank Redemption. Chicago! You're out of there! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I... Rita Carey, oh. thanks for this. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here today, I'm watching some clips, and I'm thinking, you know, it's been a long time since I watched a Jim Carrey movie. Oh, it's hilarious. Because uh, I only watch the movies, usually I don't watch them over again, and I'm watching some clips today, and I'm going, this guy, there's something really wrong with this guy. There's something right, not right with he, him. My whole family's that way, really. They, we get together, we never go to bed, because we're afraid to miss something, you know? It's just craziness. He, um, my dad was worse than Jim ever was. So that's where he got it from. And are you telling me that this kind of behavior that we're witnessing on screen, which is scripted out and acted and probably rehearsed to, oh, yeah. to no end, actually happens in real life? In real oh, life. yeah. Oh, the first the silliness time, is that uh, outrageous. The first time my father-in-law ever met Jim and my and my parents, they were sitting in our living room and Jim came down the stairs falling and doing the voice of uh, Clouseau, Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> And falling down the stairs, and my father-in-law jumped up like, oh my God, what happened? Like, he was afraid. My, my dad grabbed him and went, sit down. It's okay. Then he proceeded to go backwards up the stairs like he's done in movies. The backwards talking and all that. And he did the whole <laughs> thing rolling up the stairs, then came down in slow motion back down the stairs. So I grew up my whole life with Jim doing stuff. And, and he put stuff in movies from all of us as, as well. So like Ace Ventura, alrighty then, that phrase. Well, I was going to hit on that. That's I mean, that thing really stuck. Yeah, well, that was our catchphrase as teenagers. There was a group of like 10 of us that all hung out together. And that was our catchphrase. So when we went to see that movie, he said, I put something in the movie from you guys. So I'm like, okay, so we go. And as soon as he said it, we're all like, woo! 
<laughs> he made it famous. It now, was crazy. He, was he trained in stunts? To, or no, just, no. He's just, just wiring. around. <laughs> he's just wiring. And learned how to fall down the stairs without breaking his neck. Exactly. Exactly. He's, he's crazy. But yeah, he can be normal, too. People always ask me that. You know, does he ever have a time when he's just, you know, acts normal? And I said, of course he does. He has down times where he yeah. just talks like a human being and, and right. he's normal. When you're but on, then, you're on. Yeah, but then he's also can be whacked, I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a little bit whacked to be come up and come up and just pour yourself into a guy like Andy Kaufman and stand to deliver. I mean, he nailed that thing. That was one of my favorite movies, just because he actually got to show how he could really act and not just be funny, but really put himself into a role. In that movie, um, people don't know, but behind the scenes, he actually um, did a uh, um, went and bought a car, a really old car, because Andy Kaufman did bizarre things, right? He just off-the-wall things. Then he poured alcohol over all over himself, and he drove through the set of the movie and drove through the fence, the front fence, the gate fence, drove through it, smashing through it, and hit the brick wall on purpose, then laid out beside the car, and everybody came running out. Oh, my God, he's drunk. Meanwhile, he hadn't had a drop, but he did it because he was trying to get into that role and be part of what Andy Kaufman would do. And he heard Andy Kaufman did something similar, so he did. Unbelievable. <laughs> Rita Carey Fournier is my guest. Now, you've done some work on air as well. I have, How yes. How long were you on for? I was on radio for 10 years. And doing yeah. morning show? Morning show co-host. for seven co-host, yeah, and afternoon show co-host for uh, three years. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I do it again. I do it again. It was, hey, it's always fun to talk. There's nothing like being behind the mic for sure. (laughs) Now you've got, you're you're really diverse. You're really spread all all over the place. You're, you've got your own band. I do. You perform in a couple different genres, I understand. Yes. Yeah. I Uh, do uh, classic rock. And then also I have a duo that we do all different female artists like Amanda Marshall and Cheryl Crow. And then I also have a lounge act and we do stuff like Etta James and a lot of blues, Nora Jones, stuff like that. So it's lots of fun. I want to get to this just in case we run with time moves quickly. Yeah, you yeah. Know that. Uh, talk to me about the people that want you to run for office. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mention names. Okay. But, you got some uh, friends in Parliament? Yeah, they, they, they keep bugging me. You should run for office. You Why? N- lots of people know you. You have Are your you opinions. You know, I'm, I'm not really political. I have my strong opinions about government, and right now, uh, this past election drives me crazy. That well, stop voting liberal, then. <laughs> yeah, try and find someone to admit to that. Oh, majority government. Yeah, but oh, majority government, yeah. that drives me crazy. Waste, waste of billion dollars and you still get voted back in mm-hmm. hey that what a crazy country we live in mm-hmm. but no i i will never do it because i can't be that much of a liar <laughs> that's that's why i won't do it well because yeah. i'm like the howard stern i would be of of parliament because i'd tell it like well, it is and people need. wouldn't like it <laughs> we need a party like yeah, that but p- there's too many just... people that are want to you know just be politically correct and i can't be mm-hmm. i'm not going to happen right now, you run a Christmas store. I do, okay, yes. Now, how the hell do you sell anything Christmas-related? <laughs> You're in the falls. Always Christmas so, so I guess that in helps. Niagara Falls. Like, we got Clifton Hill or At something? At the Falls View Casino. We're okay. in the casino. Now, tell me. How, how how are you staying? How is that sustainable I, with the Christmas store? Thirty, you know what? Three hundred sixty-five days a year. We do tons of business. It's great because people You're go not on, doing tons of business today. We are. So I'm telling what? you ornaments oh people God. come in people come in and they're Niagara on holidays christmas ornaments? they're on holidays they want to buy an okay. ornament that will put they'll put all on right. their tree at christmas and it'll remind them where they've been all over the world it's crazy 
but I, I, I love it. People go, don't you get tired at Christmas time? Don't you want to just like uh-huh. scream? And I go, no, I put up seven trees in my house and I decorate every room. I actually, well, you are, yeah, I actually wrap my no? toilet paper. <laughs> so if you come to my house at toilet at, at Christmas time, <laughs> you have to unwrap the toilet paper. Not coming to your house at toilet time. <laughs> I'm invited. Yeah, at toilet time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Rita Carey Fournier is my guest. Now you got a book coming up too, Growing Up Carey. This, this is, I find this interesting. Yeah, well, you know, there's so much that goes behind what Jim does, and I just wanted people to know what my parents were like. My dad had his own big band. He he was funny. Is he still around? No, they're no. both gone now. Okay. And my mom sang in the big band, and, and so that's where he gets, and my mom was an amazing artist, so, and so is Jim. So I just wanted people to know the background, because we are a product of our families, essentially, you know, growing up, what our attitudes are and stuff like that. So I think people would like to know what really happened behind the scenes. Why why Porno Password was actually in a movie, because my parents did that with us as teenagers, <laughs> believe it or not. And when you have your parents using, you know, words that you're like, pardon? <laughs> it was the most funniest thing growing up. And hey, they're a little whack too. What can I say? <laughs> we will take your calls if you have any for Rita Carey Fournier. She is in the booth, 905 688 ktb That's 2582, pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Or you can text us right into the booth. 61010 is the text. And on the text right now. Jim reminds me of the old school actors. Back in the day when you had to sing and dance and be multifaceted. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're right. The guy can do everything. Yeah, my parents said you had to be a full range entertainer. <laughs> he took he took tap when he was in grade six. Wow. <laughs> he hid his shoes though. Didn't want anybody to know. You were good, kid. Real good. But as long as I'm around, you'll always be second best. See? See, I can some run some production here, eh, Drew? Look at that. I just ran a clip. Live! Look at me! <laughs> Produce, producer on the fly. Oh, and look, it stopped at 420. <laughs> Rod Stanges is playing our live bumpers in and out. We'll do a full tune with him in the last segment of the show and then an interview. One more segment with Rita Carey. Right here on the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV. Car crashes and pillow fights I feel like breaking a world record tonight I'll chew up the world and I'll spit out the truth I don't envy the old, but I pity the youth Who develops his talent, writes his own songs When drunken jerks only want to hear Stevie Rave On the bright stage lights, saw the basement's gloom If I could start a renaissance from a laundry room Well then, baby and wired on caffeine and sugar and dreams of success relationships and finances both are a mess I'm gonna watch you're listening to the Jim Fannin show on 610 CKTV I 
I'm in a league of my own. I reap what I've sown, and I've seen things that I despise. Her eyes caress me with lies that tether my mortal soul. Watch what you say here, my friend. Watch what you say, 'cause the walls are listening What do you now intend? Portray yourself as a complex villain. You were the one who said everything I knew was wrong. So I just freed you. It's tragic, but so what? So Welcome back. I am Jim Fan, and that is Rod Standish. You got a gig, and you don't suck. Touch me up. We'll get you on the show. Give you some pub, and you can play some bumpers for us in and out. We're booked to the middle of August. Rita Carey is with me now. I'm talking all things Carey. Touching on a little bit of politics, not much. <laughs> what it's like running a Christmas store. And how about this this uh, clip of your brother Jim that's gone viral with him addressing the, I can't remember what school it's called, but uh, yeah. is he into the transcendental meditation? Oh, he's always been spiritual. He's yeah. he studied, I think, every religion out there. Really? So, yeah, he, he's very deep that way. Cur- curious as well, I guess. Yeah, if absolutely. he's bouncing from religion to religion. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Drew, you want to just run that? Uh, it's a 50-second clip. That's great message here, though. You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Jim Carrey, now tell me a little bit about that. I mean, so he true. says, ask the universe. Is God in your family? Oh, yeah. Oh, Are you yeah. A cr- Christian family? Yeah, yeah Catholic. Catholic, yeah, okay. Catholic, well, no, you know? That qualifies as Christian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I just want to hear people say the universe. I mean, that's. I think you can interchange that. Some people that believe, well, well he, I think most people that believe in God say, just ask God for it. 
Yeah, no. Because it's a whole different yeah, take on that. Yeah, his, his philosophy is more like Eckhart Tolle, um, uh-huh. that, that, you know, if you put it out there, nobody's going to know you want to be a radio show host unless you actually opened up your mouth and said something about it. Okay. Right? Whereas, as most people don't, they think, oh, I'd want to be a singer or I want to be this, but oh, how do I do it? Jim graduated, uh, went to grade nine, that's it. You know, but he knew that's what he wanted to do his whole life. He wanted to and act. He wanted to act, he wanted to be a comedian he loved doing comedy and unless you let people know what you want to do nobody's going to know how Mm -hmm. how do you know if you want to be a singer if you never try and you've got to start at one point maybe if you want to be a singer go to sing at the church go to sing in your school you don't have to know somebody famous to get where you need to go you need to just put it out in the universe that's what he's talking about My, my dad took the safe route safe job you know had kids wanted to have you know the safe money every week and that backfired on him because when he was 52, he was out of work and nobody would hire him. Well, it didn't really backfire from the standpoint that it gave him a good living, for, you know, for brought that, up his family. For that and, time, and, for that time. And then we all ended up being, I lived at uh, Charles Daly Park. We were homeless, lived in a van. I always say a van down by the river. Um, <laughs> but we lived there for quite a while, you know, in the snow and everything. And my mom made it the best time of our lives. We had so much fun. I had a birthday cake made in a frying pan over an open fire and it was great and when i look back at it i think those kind of times make you a person a better person because you know what it's like to struggle Most and people move stop delivering that message to me the tough times are when you come on I, enough with the tough times already i don't need the tough times i want happy you're times. also having good times yeah, yeah. you're doing what you. you do what you love to do because you put it out there so tell yeah. us a little bit about the background the family background where you grew up and and how you made your way down to niagara well we we grew up uh, most of our lives in toronto we lived at Bayview and Cummer in an apartment there. Okay. And uh, and then when uh, my dad got a job in Burlington, so we moved to Burlington. How old would you be? At I then? was in grade seven. So okay. however old, so 13, you went, 12. You grew up right till grade seven in Toronto. Yeah. Then, to, Burli- uh, then Burlington. to Burlington. And we lived in Burlington for a long time. And then my dad lost his job. We moved to Toronto. We worked um, in a factory, cleaning the factory all night long. And they gave us a house to live in. And we did that for a while. That was the worst time of so our lives. So it's a family business? You guys were all working for your we, parents? We all worked. That was how my dad got the job. That's how we got paid. Because you were the crew. We, all, we were the crew. Yeah, and we did that. How many for, are there of you? There's, there's four of us, okay. And but my sister was already moved out and married by then. It was okay. just us three kids and So my where parents. do you fall in the... I'm I'm Order. second last and Jim's the baby. Oh, that makes sense yeah. that he's the baby. Yeah. Like, oh, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, there's. Sort of... I say he learned it from all of us. You know, yeah. everything we made him funny because you know we tortured him. What can <laughs> I can, say? Yeah, how can you not be funny growing <laughs> up in that family? So, do, do you think there's anything to that whole birth order thing? Because I know when they talk about, you know, like I've seen my relationship with my little brother, the same sex, uh, eighteen months younger, replicated in other girls of similar age yeah, difference and whatnot. There's a say, you know, like, I've got an edge. Everyone loves Billy. I've seen that replicated everywhere. So there's, you know, when there's three, the middle one's the negotiator, the younger and the older come to them and they hear everything yes. and they kind of, they're the go between and the baby. Well, we know what an only child looks like, right? <laughs> uh, the baby, we know what they, you know, it's the baby, yes. you know, and when you're the baby all the way through, you know, so you think there's something to that birth order thing uh, to I, show I up really in your do. family of four? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My The first two are quiet, 
don't you know they're they're the, the negotiators the ones that are you know especially my sister she's can be everybody's friend you know and then and then me and then jim were the we just got a little wilder as we went so and and he's just the way out guy way out there i'm, I'm glad my parents didn't have another one i don't know if we could survive it <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit about your your band and where you've been playing. You've been up at 50 Road a couple times, I saw. Yeah. Were you up there for Canada Day, Yes, I think? we were. Singing. Okay, just checking your Facebook. Yeah, and Canada Day. Skulking you a little bit. Oh, yeah. We are playing uh, next weekend, the whole band, in uh, in Dundas at the Air Force Club there. What are you called? Uh, RCB, Rita Carey Band. Oh, okay. I'm not that original. Right, okay. <laughs> and do you perform in both genres as a Rita Carey Band? Yeah, I, I, yes, exactly. Okay. Well, I have the duo is the Rita Carey duo, and yep. then, and then we haven't really named my lounge act. We just kind of go and do, you know, <laughs> it's Rita right. and Doug. And where are you living now? And I live in St. Catharines. Nice. Of course. Why oh, would right. I not live so native. here? Well, I it's didn't beautiful. know. Man, I didn't skulk it out. Rita Carey is my guest. Nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two one eight seven seven six ten CKTV. Pound six ten on the Bell Mobility Network and text six ten ten. Boy sleeps with his boy sleeps with that guitar. Can tell. I hope they're talking about Rod Standish. Rita Carey is my guest. Tell me a little bit more about the book. When's it coming out? When well, we're going to be able to read uh, what it's like growing up, w- Carey? Well, that hopefully depends on the publishers because publishers, my problem with the publishers is they want more Jim, and I'm not writing an autobiography about Jim. Yeah, right. He can write his own. Yeah. I'm writing a book about how he got to where he is and, and what took What it was that. like living with him. Exactly. And the, all the things that changed because of him for us, too. I get asked every day about Jim, right? And so people go, oh, doesn't that bother you? It doesn't. I'm used to it. Well, it's if I was if I was really jealous of him, it, yeah. right? Then you wouldn't want to talk about it. Or if it. I hated him, we didn't get along, right. then I'd be like, yeah, you know, hit the Beat road. It. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't bother me. So that's, it, it depends on publishers, you know. We, I keep arguing with them that it should be this way, and so I'm going to stick to my guns. Maybe you need a new publisher. Hey, I've. Hey, anybody's out there? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, I've had a lot of people in here that are doing e-publishing. They kind of, you get an order, they build yeah, the book. Yeah, I've And heard. it's cheap. I know, it's crazy. And the royalties are sweet, too. 85 points or something they're talking. Nice. That's nice. what I said. <laughs> Who's that guy got, got that kind of dota? Put out a book. Rita, thank you very much for coming in. No problem. Appreciate it. How do people get a hold of you? Follow you on Twitter? Hit Twitter, you up on Facebook? Facebook and uh, RitaCarry.com for my band. If they want to check me out, come out and have some fun with me and this Saturday night. And you're playing in Dundas? Dundas at their Force Club this Saturday night. Anything more local coming up soon? Uh, yeah, but I don't have it on me. So oh, go to my webpage. Hey, I, I am, hey, I'm an entertainer. We don't do that Wing stuff. Wing it. I know a guy that wings it every week, every time he does a show. Prepare? Uh-uh. Prepare, and then it sounds scripted, and then I fall over my words and mispronounce things, and just wing it. Rod Standish is with us. He's going to do a full song on the way back from this set of commercials. And he's going to drop that guitar and come around here and tell us what he's been up to. Walked across Canada at one point, 6,400 kilometers. He sets a record for... Playing guitar at 58 hours, but I understand it was really 100 hours, but Guinness wouldn't recognize it or something. Anyway, Rod Standish will give us one of his songs on the way back, and then we'll do a segment with him right here on the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTB. Thank the God.
God's for my friends For where would I be This river runs cold On down to the sea And I'm paddling harder To keep my head above water This fight never ends Thank the gods for my friends
want me Fidel castrated. They got me Groucho marked. And it just George burns me. You're close, but no cigar. Why don't you put that in your pipe and smoke it? They want to take away my spark. So Walter Raleigh is my Prometheus. So it'll never get dark. Hey, 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 hey. My, 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 my. I'm going to smoke and smoke and smoke until I die. We got a big black dog in a scruffy matey. Tobacco on his knee. We're gonna roll some smokes and then we'll slowly kill ourselves. We're gonna roll some smokes and then we'll slowly kill ourselves. We're gonna roll some smokes and then we'll slowly Nicely done, Rod Standish. That was entertaining. I've never heard that song before and really appreciate him coming in today. And Man, sounded like a little bit of Tom Waits kicking it there. I wonder if that's an influence. And the clicking in the background, that shutter sound that you're hearing, is actually my friend Tom Schmore, who offered to come in and take some photographs of us doing our business here today in the booth so he said well what about the you know the camera's gonna make i said well i've never heard it before but when he's right up on that microphone i could hear the shutter in the background rod thanks for taking the time for coming in i really appreciate it man tell me about that song you just played and you definitely nailed it with the tom waits influence yeah 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 i hear that in your voice for sure one of my heroes for sure do you sit under a single light bulb with your guitar and that's it like he used to do on stage with his piano I you got a case of whiskey underneath your stool everywhere with my guitar so occasionally that particular circumstance we get a lot of text here some people saying you sleep with that thing that it's an appendage that's actually attached to your body uh i guess that means you don't go many places without it and tell me about your influences in music well, uh, besides Tom Waits, Frank Zappa would be another big one. Yeah, uh, so the humor's definitely in there. And both of those have kind of a similar career model where there's this underground following. You take your time, you just keep sticking to your guns, and you do what you do. How long have you been doing this for? I decided I was going to make a career out of music when I was about 10. Okay. And uh, You got a day job, back. though? Oh, actually, but uh, my day job is backstage work. Oh, is it? And I teach, and so between... Okay. Uh, that every dime of the household income is music. Nice. My uh, my wife's a music teacher as well. So you're one of those guys that actually gets up in the morning and goes, "Yes, I love my life." Yeah, yeah. for the most part, I'm yeah, a pretty that's happy pretty guy. cool. Yeah, yeah, rare enough these days. How about your friendlies? Your local friendly bands that you roll with? You guys, you must have people that help you accompaniment and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. No, I I play under my own name uh, as the Rod Standish Band, but I'm also in the Perpetual Peace Project. No, that's and a band. 
Uh, of sorts. I thought it was just an idea or a group, a loosely formalized it's group of guys. Such a crazy, evolving idea. I, I could tell you in stages how it formed. Yeah, let's talk about it, because I've never had anybody, and you're the guy to speak to this. I've had other people try and explain it to me, and I got my badge. I earned it somehow. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's connected to the URME thing, but uh, yep, tell us about the, the, P, the Perpetual Peace Project. started with an idea called Jam in Perpetuity, which is uh, an idea I came up with after I did that 58-and-a-half-hour uh, Guinness Book of World Records guitar marathon. So I figured if I could play for that long, what would happen if you took a bunch of musicians and played in shift work, subbed them out, and if you could keep a jam going, like... 24 hours a day, seven days a week. After a week, it becomes notable. After a month, it becomes really notable. After a decade, a century, a millennium. Cool idea. Yeah, it becomes culture. Hmm. And I I passed this idea on to my friend Carl David Onofrio, and he kind of ran with it, and he started thinking about the philosophy of it and uh, the implication that uh, you could really affect good in the world. Now, you were calling me the uh, the biggest hippie sort well, of thing. No, I said Nagger's greatest hippie. I don't. I mean, I love hippies. You know, I, you I'd know. gladly give that title to Carl David Onofrio because he was the one who was attaching the peace, love, and uh, good emotions to it. Okay. I was. I came up with this music nerd idea because that's kind of what I do. Right. But Carl David came in as this philosopher and also a musician and said, "Okay, but what about the good this would do to, do to the world?" Interesting. Fantastic guy. And from him, it networked out to all these other people, and it became this radically inclusive thing where anybody can be part of it. Radically inclusive. That's a great term. That term has been yeah bandied about quite a lot with that group. The Perpetual Peace Project is radically inclusive because um, there's no set lineup. There's no roster of this is where this group starts and stops. People show up, and they jam with it. It's a big jam, and it generates... Uh, personnel, from my perspective, one of the end goals is to generate interest in creating this jam that never stops. Now, you walked across the country? I did. I did. You started where? In 2009, I dipped my guitar in the Atlantic Ocean. At, that was uh, where you started, Park right? In Halifax. And then I walked about 40 clicks a day for eight months. And in December of the same year, I dipped my guitar in the Pacific Ocean at Beacon Hill Park in Victoria, B.C. And what was the purpose? Uh, well, I kind of wanted to. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you want to take it from a, a Forrest day. Gump uh, sort of perspective, I just kind of decided to do that. But Are you uh, running away from something at home? Not exactly, no. I mean, uh, I'm not with the same you had eight woman months. I was with when I left. Okay, got so it. I'm happily married now. Why are rock stars always so inspired by broken hearts? I mean, we all go through it, but uh, I mean, if it wasn't for broken hearts, we'd have no music. This is true. Yeah, no, I don't regret a single thing that's happened in my life because wow. I've turned it all into music one way or the other. So interesting. You know what, Rod? I could talk to you for an hour, and I, I plan on getting you back in when we can go into this a little bit more in depth. I mean, you, Guinness World Book of Records for playing guitar. Now tell me quickly on the way out. You played for 100 hours, but they only recognized you for 58 and a half? No, I played for 58 and a half according to the Guinness rules, and oh. I didn't uh, submit money. They have a fast answer kind of policy, <laughs> where if you send 350 English pounds, you get an answer within two weeks. Right. Otherwise, you wait. Uh, and while I waited, somebody else did 100. So I did 100 informally. I did 100 oh, got not it. according to the Guinness rules. And uh, did a concert in the middle of it, so I did most of that as a live web stream 
at uh, the studio where I record, and then I walked down to the theater on Queen Street, Niagara Falls, played a show at the Seneca Theater, and walked back strumming and continued on with the marathon. Nicely done. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in, Rod. I'll get you back in when we can talk for a little bit more. Appreciate Thanks to Todd, Tom Schmore for taking some pictures. Thanks to Drew Comerford for running the board. I am Jim Fenn, and we'll see you next Sunday at noon right here on 610 CKTB. I'm out.